Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and to learn how you can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Please hang up and try again. Grab a slice of the epic podcast. Don't stick it in your mouth. Put it in your ear holes now. Ladies and gentlemen, Nelson Lugo and Schaefer the Dark Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to you from the beautiful and spacious Studio 6C in Astoria, Queens, this is the Epic Piecast, episode 19. I am your host, Nelson Lugo. And I am your other host, Schaefer the Dark Lord. Hey, Schaefer. Wait, 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 wait. What? Wait, just wait. Not yet. Wait. Okay. Uh, wait. Oh. That? Wait. All right. And I am your other, other host, Charles Stunning. Hey! Hey, Charles Stunning. Way to make a great impression on your first day at the job, um, Ms. Stunning. I'm always late on my first day. You you, you made it just under the bell. (laughs) The bell being, we tell some uninteresting story about comic books. Right, right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Epic Podcast. We are, are, are very, very proud to announce our newest member, of the podcast family, uh, Miss Chuck Stunning. Hi, Internet. I'm here. I mean, to be fair, you've already had quite a presence on this show already. I mean, a little bit. Yeah. Well, you've been on. Lo- you've been on more times than any other guest. True. Right. And that's not just counting the opening music <laughs> in which you introduce us. You guys have to stop giving me things to do because I have a tendency to say yes all the time. So uh, Look, our inbox was filled with fan mail last month. Yeah. And everybody said you got to have you got to have that Chuck Stunning back on. True. You guys True. Uh, you God, need her presence uh, cuz you're terrible. At what you do. <laughs> Best wishes, C. Muldrow. That was how the letter. Yeah. There was, I mean, it was one email, but that fills our whole inbox because there's no, there's nothing else in it. There's nothing, yeah, there's nothing I'm else so in it. glad that she and I are Facebook friends now. We are welcoming you uh, to the podcast as a permanent fixture, as a permanent guest host to this uh, two-man shenanigan show we like to call the Epic Podcast. I'm so very happy to be here. Yeah, and you know what? And this, and, and you're actually fulfilling a very necessary role in that uh, Schaefer and I are always struggling to find people to interview, but like very like uh, 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 
people who are not only doing something you know important or interesting in the world of pop culture, but because it's just two dudes th- uh, talking, we tend to uh, uh, favor those uh, 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 people who have more of a feminine point of view. And um, it's it's a struggle for us sometimes because of our schedules. But since we have you here, we have a permanent feminine point of view all the time. I'm the cast boobs, Ray. Well, I would never say that. I did. It's fine. You can say it now. I don't. Want, I don't want to say it. Okay. I think maybe one of the best benefits is we are going to hope that uh, you will have better interviewing skills than us. <laughs> we're terrible. This is our 19th episode. We are terrible. No, we're not. We're not that hey, bad. Yeah, we when you guys interviewed After Birth Monkey, it was really fun. We had a good time. You well, really good. Yeah. We just, you, the two of you have such chemistry. Uh, oh, for those of you just up. joining us with episode 19, Afterbirth Monkey is a two-piece comedy <laughs> folk rock duo made up of Charles Stunning and her partner, Mark Robert Turner. Yeah. You two have such great chemistry, far better than this thing that Lugo and I grimace and try to force <laughs> out episode after episode. Oh, dear. So interviewing you was easy because you guys just bantered back and forth and I ate chips. That's not true. Lugo was probably playing on his phone. That's not totally true. Totally not sending dick pics to anyone. I d- <laughs> you are under the impression. You know what? I'm just going to put this out there. I have never in my life sent a dick pic to anyone, ever. You don't have to and, put it out there because you did last Schaefer, month. And Schaefer, I did not. You did. You said this last month on the episode. Yeah, but you keep bringing it up as a thing you don't believe. I bring it up off the air. You just brought it up now. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, so Chuck, where- <laughs> I feel like I have to like be keeping score no, or something. No. That's actually uh, part of your job. Your your job is to be part referee, yeah. part scorekeeper, okay, nanny, oh, I'm uh, disciplinarian, Ooh. and <laughs> and and the official bedtime story reader when we take a nap. Also, Aww. the person who has skills at interviewing guests. Oh, okay. Because we need that role filled. <laughs> Acceptable. So you, you, you just made it in. Uh, what, what have you been up to? What's going on out there in that crazy cold world into oh. which I rarely enter? So much. I, uh, a lot. I've actually been hustling a lot as a burlesque artist this past month. It's, oh. It's kept me kind of exhausted, but really delighted. Um, awesome. That's so right. That's you, cool. you have a number of uh, stage... You have a, you uh, you practice a number of stagecrafts. Yes, I do. And at times, certain crafts get more attention than others because you might have more gigs. Mm-hmm. You you do the comedy music with Afterbirth Monkey, Monkey, but you do burlesque sometimes too. Yes, I do. And there there have probably been a couple of months recently where I wouldn't say your burlesque career has gone dormant, but I'm just saying you haven't pursued it quite as much because Afterbirth Monkey gigs like every forty minutes. Wow. I, I if I book one show in a month, I get winded just. Confirming it in an email. So, bravo. So you've been doing uh, more burlesque. Yeah, it's been really fun. I've been doing actually. I've been doing a lot of go go with burlesque. The other night, I was doing a St. Patrick's Day show, and some guy literally made it rain at me. Oh, really? Yeah, it happened. Do, but they do the whole gesture. With yeah, the, he went with the with the and with the peeling off dollar bills off the top flew kind of into thing. The air and fluttered. Oh, and then wafted to the ground. And I tried to be cool and and nonchalant about the whole thing, but my eyes got the size of saucers, and I just went, "Oh my god, made it rain!" <laughs> I kind of yelled it at him. I didn't mean to. That, I lost my shit. That really happens. It told, twice. He I did it twice. I thought that that was a twice. He did it twice. Good. Wow. I, I, I seriously, I thought that was an urban legend. I thought it was oh. like. Um, uh, you know, in old timey comic strips, when somebody at a party gets drunk and they put a lampshade on their head, I thought it was like that. Like that's oh. the thing that's like, 
Yeah, nobody actually does that. That, that it's never happened in the history of anything. Right, it's right, right. Happened wow. Twice. You can you can ask Cherry Pits and Mary's. Where was this? Where, where was this go go gig? Uh, the a place called Tobacco Road in Midtown. I have no Midtown? idea what that yeah, is. Yeah, I was in, I was in Midtown doing burlesque and go go huh. on St. Patrick's Day. Awesome. You, and for who? Our, in case our listeners Drunks. are a lot of ah. civilians, they're both civilians. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, <laughs> one of them isn't. One of them isn't. The other one is a civilian. So if you could just maybe explain what go go is, so there's they they understand the distinction between go go and burlesque. Oh, um, essentially, what go go is dancing in in your underwear mostly mm-hmm. you're very scantily clad and uh everyone can put dollar bills in various articles of your clothing i i like to look down sometimes at my underwear and see that i've made a dollar bill skirt oh it's a it's a joy so it's, it's not a just a, like in doing a single burlesque routine which, which is, is usually the length of a, a song a and it's one striptease and reveal. right kind of thing whereas go-go makes you sweatier and it's a number you do this for a while you'll do yeah. sets numbers yeah. of songs right mm-hmm. which is fun and weird even it's, that even that just right. wears me out just the just, idea oh. of just dancing i like dancing. let alone the whole terror that i would have at the thought of dancing in my <laughs> underwear in public just the idea of dancing for more than a chorus yeah just wears me out yeah i'm 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 winded just thinking that i would that at some point, if I were to go go, I would need to step on a stage and do something more than just stand there. Um, so more power to you. Oh, my muscles are really Ms. sore, guys. If it, if it helps. Ooh, guys, what? I don't know if I mentioned that I did stand up for the first time. What? Where? Oh, what? That's right. I knew that it was coming up. It happened. No, I didn't it know this. Last Wednesday. How'd it go? It was really terrifying. Of course. And yeah. really fun. Good. And I was the only new girl. Okay. And uh, so it was like a, it was like an open mic night for a bunch like of people. A, it was like a booked open mic night. So okay. the Elemental Wizard hosts this monthly first timers stand up uh-huh. show. And I was just like, oh, I'd like to try that. I'm throwing lots of shit at the wall to see what sticks, whatever. Um, so I went in. I hadn't really prepared anything, which was probably a bad choice. But <laughs> I, I, I had a storyline that I wanted to go through. Like I mentioned a pot roast and like a weird sexual encounter. And then it led into like my friend having a baby. So it was like, I knew where I wanted to go with it, but I never really like done it. How'd it go? It, people giggled. Oh, all right. I was very pleased. Bravo. I awesome. might do that again. You, you are a much braver man than I, Gungadin. Uh, I would never step on a stand up stage ever. Because the thought, the thought of doing stand-up just terrifies the ever-loving crap out of me. The the key is I just really love all the attention, so I'll just do whatever <laughs> I can to get it. Did I ever? Uh, I don't know if I ever told Lugo about that. You did stand up. Oh no, yeah, I did, yeah. and it, it's awful. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've I've heard your material. Yeah, it's okay. not good. Oh wait, I got I still I still know my seven minutes that I used to do. No, I know. Hey, folks, how stop, you doing? Stop, my stop, name's... stop. You've actually done your seven minutes for me before, and um. It's pretty tight. It's not that tight. It's not. It's, there's there's very few laughs. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I ever told you about this. I oh, mean, I know I told you. Obviously, uh, I I, I, pitched... I just want I just want the internet to know that he pointed at Lugo first and then he pointed at me. Oh right. I I can't just say you anymore. <laughs> no. Oh my goodness. To, you have to make distinctions now. Now Lugo, I don't know if I've told you this, but I know What's that, that I've told this to Chuck. I I pitched a show idea to Chuck. Oh dear. I ha- I I have to take a nap. Just what I don't I don't I don't like the sound of this at all. What's it, going on? I pitch an idea for a show. Yeah. Where instead of 
Okay, so Chuck, in addition to doing burlesque, right. so you also produce a show, Honey Badger Burlesque. Yes, I do. Sure. So you book a lot of acts. Mm-hmm. I pitched the idea that she would book, instead of a bunch of acts, she would book a bunch of hosts. Okay. I I'll, I can just tell you what the show is with the t- with its title. Yeah. Okay. Charles Stunning does all the things. <laughs> I'm already plotting the publicity photo for that. So there's like she comes out does an after monkey song and then a new host comes out introduces her coming out and doing a stand up and then another host comes out and introduces her doing a burlesque number and then she does a, a ukulele song. And I, you know what? I, I'm gonna do a ukulele rap. Uh, so in so hip hop too. So yeah. I've always wanted just, to do why, that. I, actually, how's uh, how's your magic career coming along? <laughs> <laughs> I actually realized that I don't ever want to learn magic because I you. don't want to ruin the wonder of it. That should be the least of your reasons. The first reason should be that it's stupid. No, it's not stupid. I love magic. I, when I was in high school, I'm going to tell this story really quick. I was in marching band and it was my very first home football game. So we were practicing to do the the halftime thing. And I got so excited and nervous that I, I missed my catch of a flag and I hit myself in the face. Ooh. With my flag, like really hard, and so I was like bleeding from my eyeball. Wait, was this was this at rehearsal or at like the actual? Like this thing? was this was the rehearsal at the the football game. Oh dear! So we were like getting ready to go. Yeah, and so like I had to sit out because I was bleeding from my face. Oh dear! And crying, and Aww. I was so embarrassed, Aww. and just like holding this ice pack on my eyeball. And this friend started doing card tricks for me Aww. to make me feel better. And uh, did it work? Yeah, and I stopped crying. I also stopped bleeding because science makes you stop bleeding. Obviously, like, blood coagulates, whatever. Um, but I've always really loved magic because of that moment where someone just, like, changed my my feelings by doing card tricks. So, Lugo. I will never belittle magic in front of you ever again. Thank you. I have yeah, a scar I have on to my agree. face, too. That is the best reason to not yeah. want to do magic. Absolutely. That it's stupid? No, no. That was his. That was Lugo's oh. reason. Yeah. That's oh. the worst... That's a terrible. Yeah. Um, a good reason to not want to do magic is to not lose the joy and the comfort that you associate it with absolutely. from a absolutely. traumatic adolescent incident. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, anything else you doing? Oh. Uh, oh, After Birth Monkey is getting a weekly variety show in Astoria. I, I've heard this. Yeah. Is, it, is it at the Rapture Lounge? It's at the Rapture Lounge. You're doing a weekly variety show in, I, in Astoria? Yes. I'll put all of that into the show notes. That's, but... a, that's like a block from my... Studio. <laughs> you just got afterbirth monkey. Did, did you, I just feel that? Yeah, I did. I felt that. Doesn't that feel magic? How do I get booked? Uh, hi. How do I'm I get Charles. booked? Hi, Schaefer. Hi. Hi. Oh, hey. Hey, what's Chuck up? Stunning. Gonna, How are you? We'll work together, guys. Uh, you guys call me. You got to book me before you book Lugo. No, that's not true. I'll book you both. Actually, at the same time. I don't. I, no, I can't be in the same show with Lugo. I, I, I can only be in the same show with Schaefer. You know, you're both fired. No, then people are going <laughs> people are gonna think we're like a, a team, a duo. That's that's a. You do realize that's a thing that we've cultivated for the past. Yeah. How many shows? How many shows did Abbott do? Uh, by himself. Right. Well, let me think. There was the and then uh, zero. All right, I'll, I'll be on the same show as him. I don't care. It's fine. <laughs> so that's probably how I was going to do it anyway, so I could be in the same room with you guys. Well, no, so you can get, uh, you can, you can, <laughs> I, I know what you're doing. 
You've got like a list of people you want to book, and you're like, I gotta put these assholes in the show. They put I'll me get, in a podcast, so I'll I guess I have a, to put them on a I'll stage. I'll put them in an early episode, in an early edition of this show, while I'm still kind of feeling it out. <laughs> Just get them off my back, and then I can go and book all of the talented comedians and performers that I know. True, mm-hmm. true. The impressive. That's ones. what I do. The yeah. impressive ones, the ones who have material and yeah. and talent Charisma. and craft. Um, but and joy in their heart. Oh yeah, you guys are kind of joyless. It's fine. It is true. Actually, I have to say, as 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 much as I like to sort of dwell in my curmudgeonliness at times, uh, things have been fucking coming up Lugo lately. Ooh, yeah. That that I am I m- much to my own uh, chagrin. I actually have a whole lot of awesome stuff to be happy about. This is a good. This is a good. Like, I'm, yeah. yeah. What's happening with uh, you, Captain? I don't trust this. <laughs> you don't trust it. Well, it either means I'm having a dream. Right. Or this is some weird DC New 52 alternate universe thing. It might be a little bit of both. I've, I've never heard you, well, maybe once I have, heard you speak sunnily. Is that an adverb? It's, you're the, you're the word Nazi. You tell me. I'm going to look it up after the podcast. Let's not use the word Nazi flippantly. Flippantly is an adverb. Oh. Um, it, just, it just seems lately like a lot of stuff that... I have been really setting my sights on is finally coming to fruition. Like stuff that seeds that I was planting months and months and months ago are starting to finally bear fruit. And I mean, like that beard. <laughs> that the beard. The beard, beard came out of. I have. I have this very lush beard now. Lush. Well, I call it lush. Is it lush for me? Okay. Um, because uh, February is, is is the most horrible month of the year. And um, traditionally, uh, I tend to get very, very depressed around the month of February. Do you really think tri- February is the worst month of the year? Uh, so far, uh, it's the, it's it's a very triggering month for 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 many many reasons. Is it because you're so racist? <laughs> Jesus Christ! That's all, folks. Schaefer. Uh <laughs> historically, a lot of really bad juju uh, went down in February in my life, and so it all comes kind of rushing and. And, um, you know, much to my own chagrin, uh, before I'm, before I'm even aware that I'm depressed, I'm already in the deep throes of depression. And, um, I don't like shaving anyway, as a general rule, I just don't like shaving. And so for the month of February, I just got very, very lazy and just stopped caring. And now I have this awesome beard as a result. It's really great. I'm, I'm a big fan of the beard. Well, thank you. I'm also a big fan of all beards. So don't (laughs) ever shave it. Um, well, I can't make that promise. Mutton chops. Um, I do rock mutton chops from time to time. As as your best friend, sure. I am a fan of the a more clean-shaven look, so don't ever come over to my studio again with that nightmare on your face. See, now you're getting conflicting reports <laughs> from your friends. Your only two friends. True. True. <clears throat> Um, I don't know. I'm gonna keep it for a little while longer. Um, we'll I'm actually. I was. I was just giving you grief. I think. I think it's a good look on you. Well, thank you. You're thank very you. Thank handsome. You. Oh, I thank you. But I mean, summer is coming, so I may. I may end no, up. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's, it's starting to warm up. It's, it's you know. It it's is not. Up. I may end up. I may end up uh, shaving it uh, before my birthday. You we'll think it's warming up? We all think it's warming up in the same way that a person in the desert sees an oasis, <laughs> like a mirage. <laughs> Like I saw the sun like, today, so oh, it's warm out here. No, come on, it's it's. I mean, it's getting warmer in the afternoon more and more. So I did go outside without pants on the other day, and it was there lovely. But how long were you out there? Long enough to go grocery shopping and come back. Really? Yeah. Yeah. 
You don't ever leave your apartment, so you're not the best case judge of the I do so leave my apartment. I leave it once a month to go to the studio and record this podcast <laughs> with you guys. Um, but I just um, I'm really happy. I just got I got I got a brand new job. I just want to back up. I want to hear you say those words again. Yeah. What did I say? I'm really I'm sorry. I didn't. Those I'm really words. I'm actually really happy right now. Wow, you're actually speaking an earth language. I, I know. Understand. Do you understand the individual I've never, words? I've never. No. Okay. Do I personally? No. But I also don't. <laughs> they're, they're so strange coming. I didn't know that you were studying a foreign tongue. I am, I am capable of, of, of great happiness. Okay. Evidenced by the fact that I am also capable of great sorrow. You can't have one without the other, sir. Right. Well, I started to believe that that was the case. That so you did could I. only have the other. <laughs> I'm not trying oh, to like. Boy. I'm not trying to shoot you down while you're having while you're on an upswing now. I'm just saying you have been so yeah. sullen, chronically depressed. I like this idea that you're trying to pitch now too. That you get depressed every February. No, 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 no. And then the Fe- rest no, of no. the year you're just fucking playing jazz. That's no, no, no. That's not the impression I'm trying to make. Okay. Uh, I I have battled with depression on and off for the better part of four years now, um, and I have I have good I have moments of great uh, lucidity and moments of just you know severe depression and it's it's a it's a struggle in my life and I'm on I'm on an upswing but it's a consistent upswing at this point it's not like it's it's not a hill and valley kind of thing like ever since the end of February it's been on this consistently upward swing and so I'm kind of, I'm very hopeful that it's going to continue that way evidenced by the fact that I just got this brand new job that I'm really stoked about yeah you know tell us about your job uh it oh my I can't I can't tell you where I'm working or what I'm doing what um because i've signed confidentiality Ooh. uh agreements um really yeah um but all i can say is that it's a job that i'm infinitely qualified for and it's something that i'm very very good at doing and so i'm returning back to the sort of nine to five corporate life as a result of it Jealousy. which means i'm gonna get i'm getting paid a shit ton of money for stuff that i that's very easy for me to do hmm. basically um, but oh my, this was like an epic fucking quest to get this job. I mean, um, I was, I, I, I was with an agency that was giving, that was sending me out on, on weird assignments. And then just out of the blue, they said, Oh, Hey, here's the thing. You wouldn't happen to know how to do this. And I'm like, I'm a fucking expert at that. They submitted my name, um, sight unseen. They asked me to submit a, uh, resume, uh, based on the resume. They then sent me a test to prove that I can do the things I say on my resume. Wait, they gave you, you took an unsupervised test? No, it was a supervised test. They sent it to you? Well, Did they it, send an agent send it, send it to me via the agency. I had to go to the agency. Oh, okay. I thought they just like emailed it. you a test and like, send it back. No, 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 no. After no, no. you Google all the answers. <laughs> no, I went, I went to the agency and I took the test there. I passed the test. They then they then said, "Well, we're considering you for this position. You need to send. Uh, you need to take this drug test. Go to this lab, pee in a cup, sign the, sign these papers." I did that. I passed the drug test. They then sent me a stack of paperwork where I had to um, verify and confirm my life for the past seven years. <clears throat> every job I worked, every place I lived, uh, and I filled all of this out. Then there was an extensive background check where they verified every single thing on the resume and on the background check. They did a they did a credit check to see that um, I wasn't, uh, you know, uh, something like, you know, uh, uh, in some sort of like illegal financial dealings. 
or that I wasn't so deep in debt that I would sell information for money or I could be manipulated by people to sell information for money. Uh, you know what you sound like? What's that? You sound like an alien from space. <laughs> hold on, hold on. It gets better. Like in a, in a, in a, in a sitcom or a movie, you're, you're an alien from space yeah. and you come to Earth. Yeah. And over the course of like a couple of weeks, you discover how a telephone works. And now you're explaining to the rest of the population, I pick up this thing and I talk in it and I can hear another person. <laughs> like you're going on about this. I had to do all this crazy shit. You you're, just described getting a job. They did a background check on you and you had to take tests. It took, no, but this thing took a month to do. This wasn't like, I mean, I've had jobs where I've kind of walked in my resume and walk in and do the job and I got paid. I've had those. This This was by far the most extensive sort of check I've ever had. Did they give you a sidearm at the end of it? No. Oh, then, all right. So I can rule out CIA. Yeah, it's not. It's not a government job. Um, Do you think that if Lugo was a sitcom alien, he would be Alf or he would be uh, Mork? I Ooh, think he would I'd be, be like Mark. no. I'd I think he'd be Mark. one of those assholes on Third Rock from the Sun. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. You would be. Um, I'd be John Lithgow. No, no, no. No, you you'd wouldn't. be French Stewart. You'd be French Stewart. <laughs> 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 Cheers. Uh but the thing is, that, I mean, I've had, for the past four years, I've been a showman. I've, I've made my living doing shows and entertaining. So my life has always been in the nighttime. And I've slept my days away and worked at night. And so this is a complete change for me and actually kind of foreign. Yeah, I'm a little, I'm, I'm a little taken aback by how much almost, almost to the borderline like intrusiveness that all of this stuff has taken, you know, like taking a look into my life just so that I can get the interview. Like I never actually met with a human being. Interesting choice of words, spaceman. <laughs> uh, so yeah, after a phone interview, I was hired sight unseen. I never met with an actual person and then I started and that was it, mm-hmm. you know, and it's been a pretty wonderful uh, job so far. I really like it a lot. Do you receive benefits of fun? Uh, not as of yet. There's a probationary period. Okay. Um, Will there be benefits? In, your uh, in theory. I mean, yes, I guess. I mean, if I pass the probationary theory, but, you know, it's a three-month probationary period. And let's face it, I haven't done anything for three months ever in my entire life. Are the other children nice to you on the playground? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know very many. There aren't very many of them there. Um, okay. But the ones I have met are actually quite pleasant. All right. If any I get to wear jeans. To, I get to wear jeans to work. That's awesome. Do you work in an office or a bunker? <laughs> it's an office. Ooh, an I office. work and and I work at at Thirty Rockefeller Plaza. I work at Thirty Rock. That's really cool. The most. It's a beautiful building. The architecture is stunning. Um, I don't work for NBC, so I'm going to put that out there right now. I don't work for the entertainment company, but. Uh, you want the internet to start guessing what you do for a living. Well, I'm not allowed to talk about it. That's that's part of the confidentiality Why thing. not send your guesses, internets, to the... <laughs> Epicpiecast <laughs> at gmail.com. Uh, I, I wish Whoever I had... guesses it right will send you a... No, if you, get, like, if you guess it right, you'll never know. No, I if, will, you, yeah, no, if you sorry. guess it right, we'll promise to send you a, a, a prize that we won't mail you. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> But, Let me ask you this, because yes. I, I, I made that mistake several years ago when I started telling the internet and I started having an audience yeah. and telling them, oh, I have a day job on Wall Street. And right. I wish I'd never said that. Because, Why? Because they, they ask all the time. No, uh, because they ask all the time. And me not answering that question only makes them ask with more urgency. So, uh, so yes, people on the internet, 
You yes, now have a I new am, target. I am totally a day trader slash lawyer slash judge <laughs> slash file clerk. Everybody, slash superhero. Sl- oh, sh- oh, fuck. Oh, I mean. You say, hey, I, I do a thing, but I don't really want to talk about that thing. Oh, I'm all ears. I heard the part where you said you don't want to talk about it. So <laughs> now that, people are going to start guessing. I'm going to start guessing. It's not It's I not I that I don't want to talk about it. It's that I can't. I, 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 cannot, talk, I cannot talk about it publicly. Yeah. I think you're a Civil War era weapons appraiser. Ooh. Ooh, that's really nice. I'm right, I, aren't I? No. You lit up. Really um, I wish I had rock. that job. Let me ask you about this your job. Is this yeah. the kind cool of job. is this the kind of it's a corporate office environment? It's a corporate well, yes. It's a it's a well, uh, it's a corporation. I don't know if I don't know what corporate office environment means to Okay, it's a corporate it's corporate. Okay, yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. not slinging burgers at the masses. No, 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 no. You I'm, have a dress behind, code. I, I have a desk. You have yes. a desk. Yes. Okay. Um is this the kind of day job where you can show up late? Uh, get drunk at lunch, masturbate in the bathroom, and then leave early. This is the exact question I wanted to ask. Okay, um, great. I could probably get away with three of those things. Don't tell us which ones. Let, no, let no, everyone no, no. guess which ones. Okay. I can. I could probably get away with three of those. I can probably get away with all of those, but not at the same time. Only three at a time. Well, welcome back to the workforce, my friend. <laughs> oh, I'm jealous. I'm a little. Well, I oh. mean, yes, and I, I'm actually. I love this job and I'm grateful for this job, but at the same time, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm giving up the nightlife showmanship lifestyle. Oh, shut your, you know, you have to give it up. Well, no, I mean, I be, well, it, I can't do as much as I used to. Like weekends are great, you know, but I can't do like the weekend. Can still I can't do, do the weeknight, you know, till 3am shows anymore. Oh, what yeah. shows were you doing till 3am? Well, the show would end at like 10, but I would be out to like 3am. That's baby. That's called self-control. Yeah. You got that's to get you. some. Um, look, and are, wait, I, I'm sorry. Are you saying, in the same room with Schaefer the Dark Lord that I'm the one who has to learn self-control? I kind of like this. Look it. I'm just saying like... You're fired. Get out of here. You're promoted. <laughs> I'm fire-moted? You're fire-moted. Um, I'm in a mode Yeah, I, I, I don't think there's probably a lot of storytelling shows that are going on until 3 a.m. No. And you're, no. you and I both are not really working in burlesque anymore. Yeah, we're done. Okay. Yeah, they're done. <laughs> Yeah. Schaefer and I are done. Okay. Um, done. Except, hey, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, in two weeks, there's the Nerdlesque Festival. Three days of burlesque and nerdy goodness all over New York City. Did a bunch of nerdy burlesque troops team up to make this giant super event happen? Absolutely. Roar Burlesque, D20 Burlesque, and the now sort of permanently in temporary hiatus epic wind burlesque the propped up corpse <laughs> Norman Bates mother of burlesque like, epic wind burlesque what is that uh, how, is it like house party what is that movie where they have the oh weekend guy? at Bernie's like, weekend at Bernie's <laughs> yes it's, the weekend Bernie's of burlesque it's the weekend at Bernie's burlesque epic wind burlesque these three shows have uh, come together to create the world's first nerdy burlesque pop culture burlesque you festival. You probably got a lot of talent in that. Yeah, I'm going to talk a whole lot about the Nerdlesque Festival at the end of the show. And I am going to feel my eyes roll into the back of my head. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I think it's going to be great. It's going to be fucking fantastic. I'm just saying I personally have fatigue from talking about and plugging burlesque shows with right. you over the years. Well, this but. is the only thing I'm, I'm doing all year. So... Um, I feel I feel like I, I'm I'm the rest of it's all just masturbating in the bathroom and getting drunk at lunch and crying. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, at happy your, at your day job in the bunker 
where you're a space alien CIA agent. French Stewart. With a with an inexplicable set of what affectations. What happened to French Stewart? He peaked at Third Rock. That's it? He hasn't done anything since? No. Not really. Oh, is he, is he just like, you know, living he's off... Hollywood Squares for a while. Is he living off the, 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 the Third Rock from the Sun royalties? Is that like what he's... I doubt it. Living high on the hog? Probably not. Mm-mm. On the DVD sales? Probably not. Ooh, I just thought... He might have invested in it. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We can thank Third Rock for bringing Jason Gordon-Levitt. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He is... An American treasure. He's a dream. He's a dreamboat. He's, he's super he is, dreamy. He is a pretty, pretty man. And he's he's funny and he's charming yep. and he's talented. Yep. And I goddamn it, like I fucking really like that guy. Very right. yeah. He seems down to earth. I mean, yeah. you, know, you can also, never. I just want to. I just want to smear him on a bagel and eat him. Got <laughs> his eyeballs and stuff in the mouth. Um, I'm also playing a shit ton of Dragon Age. There, I said it. Right. Yeah. That's what? all. What's that? Uh, Dragon Age is a fantasy RPG with dragons. Hey, have and... you been watching the new season of The Walking Dead? Oh, fuck. No, me. see, this is me also talking about a thing you don't care about um, over a thing I don't care about. Oh, God. Sorry, I... Chuck. Sorry, you know what? We should have been on better behavior. Yeah. <laughs> you, sh- you, like, showed up at Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> I'm like... Like the girlfriend one of you brought over to meet the family. We've only been dating for like a minute. And then you get like, you get subjected to all of this family drama. Not to mention you're now being, you're being ignored by your date because he's too busy fighting with his (laughs) stupid brother. Stepbrother. Stepbrother. Half brother. Oh, half brother. Oh, not the better half, I guess. But the prettier half. Oh, I should use that with my brother. He's a half brother. My brother's a half brother too. So, Schaefer, uh, what the fuck have you been doing? I other drinking. Than, well, you were <laughs> drinking at South by Southwest. I did a little bit. I did a marginal amount of drinking at South by Southwest. Talk, talk to me about South by Southwest. Yeah. Uh, I had a great time. I went to South by Southwest. There's always um, an official showcase, and then there's the unofficial showcases, which are, you know, everybody kind of goes down there, theoretically, because you are booked for your official show. Yeah. But then everybody yeah. just kind of hustles, and you get, like, parties and additional stuff. And oh, that's stuff. awesome. Mm-hmm. So I did... There's always this uh, nerd rap showcase um, that I'm always... Is that is that like an official part of the Southwest Southwest yeah. now? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where, where was it? It was at a place called the Flamingo Cantina, which is actually where it's been <laughs> the past three years. Oh, cool. But the lineup on this thing, good God. I know, it was killer. Well, we'll start with the, the Canadians. There was the Teen Burger, which is the duo, which is made up of Ghetto Socks and Timbuktu, two awesome rappers from Canada. Yep. Uh, more or less. A member of the Backburner crew, also Love him. from Canada. Jesse Dangerously. Love me some Jesse Dangerously. Made of Canada. Made of Canada. <laughs> and then you also half have man, half tri- Canada. Tribe One. Tribe One. Adam Warrock. Adam Warrock. Uh, Dr. Awkward. Oh, awesome. I he was there. Dr. Awkward. Uh, MC Lars. Yeah, obviously. MC Frontalot. Sure, of course. Megaran. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, all of those people I know and love. Quick question Where did you go on in this show? I was uh, second to last. I, <gasps> went, I went on. I went after MC Frontalot and before Mega Ran. Hey, nice spot. Headliner. Well, nice. Shucks. Nice. I did. Spot. I did storm backstage afterwards, and I was like, "In your fucking face, Damien." <laughs> <laughs> was he there with his, with his band, or was it all tracks? No, he he did a, a, a somewhere in between. Oh, I'm so glad you asked. He had the 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 backing tracks, but he also had his drummer Sturgis, the Sturgenius. <laughs> 
with him. He didn't have he didn't have a bass player, his keyboard player, but he had live drums. And right, was, they were awesome. I love that guy. He's yeah. Really fun. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's also a a new father. Oh, congrats! Aww, so we congrats, Star Genius. Talked about his baby. Aww. Um, Did he have his, pictures? His bizarro genius baby. Oh, huh? References. <laughs> I just groaned, and I'm the queen of references. It was, it was an awesome show. Uh, I I love that showcase. It's always packed, and people are are so great and, yeah, and so yeah. fun. And I always want to go every year, but I just can't seem to get it together when you when you book your your flight. Next year we'll go. My brother's gonna live down there. You yeah, can crash it. <gasps> crash at my Sweet house. party at South by Southwest. <laughs> Epic podcast live at South by Southwest <gasps> next year. It's fun. I did a show the day after. It's genius. We're doing it. All right. You guys come. Done. Watch. Done. Next year will be the the, the year that I don't get invited back. <laughs> yeah. This All train, of this hinges on this, you getting invited. This, no. You guys can still go and have a great time. No. Uh, I'm not going to do that. There's a lot going I'll on do down it. there. <laughs> there's a lot of awesome shows that you can't get into. <laughs> but there's tacos everywhere. Oh, I've sold. Tacos. Yeah. Sold. Guys, our graphic just needs to be a taco. Right? That's <laughs> why every, everybody's always talking about it. Well, there's also these trucks that sell kimchi fries. Oh, yeah. And uh, that's... What are those? Oh, it's so it's fried kimchi. No, it's French fries piled with kimchi oh. and then some kind of meat. But Ooh. what is kimchi? Kimchi is a uh, pickled cabbage. Yeah. It's uh, mm. uh, served with a Korean dishes. Ooh. It's oh, very tasty. It's so good. And sharp. Nice. It's the best drunk food. It is. It is the best drunk um, food. I had a really great time. I had a good time hanging out with my friends. I didn't see a lot. I mostly went to other shows, other unofficial shows mm-hmm. that featured people who were in the official showcase with us. So- <laughs> are, there, are there panels at South by Southwest? There are panels. Right. There are, you know, there's films. There's an interactive portion. There's a, there's a lot of stuff going on. I mostly just went and saw my friends perform this year. That's awesome. Uh, so I get to go down there. I get to see my rapper friends. Cause, sure. You know, and we get to it's kind of like a, a family get together because we all live in different places so it's, yeah. it's rare to get that many of us in one place that's true and that's true. oh my god the collaborations on stage because everybody like trots out their songs that they can't ever do because, oh <laughs> yeah that makes oh. sense yeah, so. did you uh, you did now hiring I got Dr. to do now hiring with Dr. Ocker <gasps> nice probably the best of we've ever done it of the three times that we've done it oh alright awesome. it was awesome I like that you guys have already done it three times and that's a really new song three times yeah New York, San Diego and now Austin where did you do it in New York? Uh, at the end of the tour that he was on with MC Chris last summer. Oh. It was the last day of that. They were on tour for two months. Tribe mm. One and Jesse Dangerously. Uh, and the last night, uh, I went and I showed up and got on stage. And did well, Word. if he's ever back in the city, I want to meet him and be his friend and make him cookies. Uh, there are a lot of people that want to be Dr. Awkward's friend. Hey! Oh, no, I meant like actually his friend. I want to make him cookies. Oh, I know. And that's not a euphemism. I actually want to make chocolate chip cookies for him if he likes chocolate. Wait, stop! I would say the same Hold thing, on. and I will say it as a euphemism. Yeah, I will. I want to smear him on a bagel and eat him. <laughs> Another great thing about it is that I get to see. I get to see. Thank you. I get to see uh, fans that I don't get to see all all year. Uh, right. That I only see in Austin. And there's a fan who who always comes to the nerd showcase, named I Mueller. I yes! Mueller comes to the show every year. I and fucking love I Mueller. She always brings me a big Ziploc bag full of ginger snap cookies. Where am I? Where, where's mine? Let me tell my story. All right. She gives me this bag of cookies, and then I pretend like I share them with the wrappers. Right. No, but that's all I eat for the rest of the week. And just for the record, these are actual cookies. These aren't special cookies. These are just regular, delicious. Awesome Here's why cookies. I end up with a bag of cookies that lasts all week. Because when the show is over, then I go to all my rapper friends and I go, "Hey guys, cookies," and nobody will accept cookies. From me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. right. 
Because apparently I've somehow stumbled into some reputation of being some drug user. Well, I mean, you... I can tell... I tell people straight to the face. These are... I don't even eat pot cookies. These are delicious ginger snaps made by a wonderful fan... And they're like, hey, yeah, sure they are. And then I end yeah. up with this big bag of cookies. Some I of them mean, were brave. In, in defense of them, the first time I ever ate a pot cookie was at a show that you did. But I didn't give it to you. Did I? Your friend had them and gave them to you. And Nelson then... Lugo, did you give her a pot cookie? No. I don't have any other friends. Could not speak for the whole cab ride home. So she now has this thing. A couple years ago, she sent back, because she's a fan yeah. of yours of the, of the, and, uh, yeah. of the podcast. Yeah. She sent back like a crocheted little apple pie, or yeah. pie thing. Aww. Yeah. So uh, she made she made me a crocheted pie. Now it's a tradition. So she brought me this bag full of cookies, and uh-huh. then she brought me a little something. She's like, "This is for Nelson." Oh, <gasps> yeah. You have to, you have to so take this back for Nelson. I will take it. Where is but it? You need to document him receiving it. Oh so shit! So I figure okay. we're doing it with audio <laughs> now. Do you want me to take the photo of you handing it to? Oh no, I'll take the photo. It's I just want the photo of him opening it. Oh, oh wait, so, what is it? So oh, it's wrapped. Is, this is for you. Okay. Oh, this, it's, a, it's a little red package. I'm going to say this right now. It's it's wrapped almost exactly how the original uh, crochet pie was, and I'm excited. See, here's the wrapping. Paper also, I'm going to send a shout out to I Mueller. You're awesome. I Mueller is awesome. I don't know you, but I'd like to. I played an ancient song for her at my unofficial an show. Ancient song? Which song did you did you? Uh, a song about clones. Oh wow, this is wrapped really well. Holy shit balls. Um, all right. Oh, you said several, you were never going to do that one again. I know, but several, I did because I was like... Several layers of... Di- oh! <laughs> <laughs> huh? 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 What is it? Tell me. They're dicker doodles. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, 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 my goodness. They're penis-shaped those... cookies. <laughs> yes, they are snickerdoodles in the shape of dicks. <laughs> dicker doodles. It says dicker doodles. Uh, yeah, you need to put that in your mouth so I can take a picture of it. Oh, my gosh. Internet, you're missing out. Oh, that's the best. That's a, can we put that in that's the show lovely. notes? Mm, I think so. That is one damn good cookie. Mm. Huh, sounds like it. Sounds delicious. Mm. Can't believe you just started feeding your face while you have a job speaking into a microphone. That, mm. Don't worry, I'll just I'll cover for you while you... Yeah, we'll, 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 cl- we'll just take yeah. it for some. Um, no, so you were telling a story about South by Southwest, so no, continue. I, I didn't get into Lady Gaga. That was my story. Aw, sweetie. <laughs> uh, you know, the year, the events this year uh, at South by Southwest, I'm sure everybody's probably heard, they were uh, they were sullied a little bit because there, yeah. there was this horrible thing. I, I saw that and I immediately panicked and I thought maybe you were involved somehow. I'm, I'm very glad that you weren't. You, oh, I appreciate that. You weren't the only one. A man who was on the highway was on a police chase. Uh, being pursued by a number of officers, and he took an exit and got off in downtown Austin during South by Southwest oh, and drove geez. into a crowd, and a lot of people were injured, and a few people died, and it was mm-hmm. it was horrible. Uh, I didn't realize that I'd left that area shortly before it had happened, right? And I'd gone to sleep, and when I woke up in the morning, I had five million text messages <laughs> on my phone. <laughs> so I realized something uh, had happened, and yeah, people were very concerned. But Good. I was fine. All of my friends were fine, but it's really horrible for the. Families of the people. Who... Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it did cast a bit of a shadow over the rest of the festivities. Oh, did it really? Was yeah. it was it big local news? Well, or... you wouldn't know. I mean, all the douchebags were still out, like, oh, scream, sure. screaming at brick walls. And, sure, sure. Uh, drinking their weight in whatever the whatever's free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but oh, no, some people. Yeah, it was noticeable on some of my tender-hearted rapper friends that the the tone oh. the tone of the the festival had, had shifted. No. Well, I mean, that's only natural. I mean, if you're a human being and you have a heart and you care about people, then... That's why yeah. I cited my tender-hearted rapper friends. Yeah. They're gentle rappers. Yeah. Yes, they're gentle rappers. All of them. So that didn't... I, I did not get affected by that. Um, well, good. 
Good. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad you're safe. Yeah. And and my heart goes out to those affected by the yeah. tragedy. I did. I might have run into a, a little bit of trouble with the law. Schaefer. Oh my. <laughs> What the fuck? I'm getting old, man. So here's the thing. If I don't hang on to the last glowing embers of my wild, rampant youth, then I might as well be sitting on a porch with a rocker and a dog and yelling at traffic with you. That's kind of pathetic. No, that's our future. And, and you've I'm, just you've just threatened me with a good time, sir. Wait, hold I'm about on. About a decade, you're you're junior, and that sounds lovely. Yeah, it was the dog, wasn't it? Yeah, it was or the was dog. it the yelling at traffic? That, that all of it. I mean, I already yell at traffic, dude. You so. just described like a perfect Sunday. Yeah. Ooh, there should be iced tea. <gasps> iced tea in like metal cups because it in, stays colder. Ooh, yeah. I got into. I got. I got taken in by the police. Okay. In oh, Austin what for the, the first, fuck? first time, though. I thought I was losing my edge because I've never been arrested in Austin, but this year I, got- in, I like that he had to put in Austin. Uh, I have I had not On his previously resume. I five five consecutive years of South by Southwest not arrested the first four. So I feel like... Okay, well, you, there's a tick mark on there's your bucket a, list. That's a good app. So what happened? Yeah. I mean... What went down? <laughs> what the fuck went down? I'm not sure. What do you mean you're not sure? Well, we were, at this, we were doing this show. I was with some rapper friends and we were at this one venue and we had to get back to this other venue on 6th Street. We were going to meet up with Lars in front of a lot. I hung around a little bit longer and this show was really kind of rowdy. People were getting really kind of live in there. And uh, the cops came in, cleared the place out. And, of course, I took off immediately because I might have had pockets full of contraband. And I kind of panic when I see the police after my Times Square incident last year. Jeez. So I took off. And here's the thing. When the police come to a venue to arrest a bunch of people, they tend to, like, focus their sights on the ones who run. <laughs> As it turns out. I could have probably just leaned against the wall with the other 700 idiots scrammed into that bar and been fine, but no. I ran and looked for a patch of weeds to hide in. <laughs> oh, no, you did it. Yeah. Oh, shit. So anyway, so so here's what happens. So what's really funny about this, yeah. this whole thing is that the fucking gig is down on Secaucus. Right. I'm in the middle of the fucking weeds laying down. Right. The cop comes over to me and he says, what are you doing? I said, I'm resting. Here. Here, you're resting. Yeah. Go to the fucking beach or the park. I said, I'm resting. I know I'm resting. I'm resting. Right. So they pull me in. He's asking me all kinds of questions, you know, this and that. Sure. He says, so uh, what are you going to tell us, tough guy? I said, my usual. Nothing. Zero. What am I going to tell you? Fuck. He says, no, you're going to tell me something today, tough guy. I said, all right, I'll tell you something. Go fuck your mother. <laughs> bing, pow, boom, bing. You saw the, you saw the pictures online, Luca. My yeah. hair was up like this. Yeah. Prick. So now I'm coming around, you know. I start to come out of it. And who do I see in front of me? This big prick again. And he says, what do you want to tell me now, tough guy? I said, Bing. What are you doing here? I thought I told you to go fuck your mother. <laughs> I thought he was going to shit. Pow, bing, boom. What the fuck is this? Bing, I wish I was big just once. Let's hear for the big cops. <laughs> oh, 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 Schaefer. You're, you're really funny. You know that? You're, you're really funny. Oh, man. <laughs> what, do you mean, what do you mean I'm funny? <laughs> it's funny. You know the, the story. It's funny. You're, you're a funny guy. <laughs> what do you mean? You mean like the way I talk? What? <laughs> it's just, you know, you're... It's 
you're funny. You know, the, you know, the, the, the way you tell the story uh, and everything. Funny how? I mean, what's funny about it? Schaefer, Schaefer, no, you, you've got it all wrong. Whoa, whoa, like... whoa, 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 Chuck. He's a big boy. He knows what he said. What did you say? Funny how? It's just, you know. What? Just, you're, you're funny, right? You're funny. All right, let me understand this, because, uh, I don't know, maybe it's me. I'm a little fucked up, maybe, but I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown? I amuse you? I make you laugh? I'm here to fucking amuse you? What do you mean funny? Funny how? How am I funny? I'm I'm not. I'm just you know, I uh how how did you how you tell a story? What? No. No, I don't know. You said it. How do I know? You said I'm funny. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's so funny. Ah, get the fuck out of here, Schaefer! Ah, you motherfucker! <laughs> oh my god! I almost had him! I almost had him! You stuttering prick here! Chuck, was he shaking? I wonder about you sometimes, Lugo. You may fold under questioning. <laughs> you know what? You're a funny guy. <laughs> oh, that's it, Lugo! That's it, Lugo! Now, folks, it's time for the portion of the podcast where we bring out our guest. Our special Aww, guest yay. for this podcast. Guest. Yes. I love guests. I know. We get to make friends that last one, 30 minutes. <laughs> or more, like 45. Or a, a whole podcast. Well, here's the thing, folks. We don't have a guest this month because we had a guest two months ago. That's right. Yes. That's right. We had, a, we had a guest. We had an opportunity to record an interview with a guest who was in town. Uh, but we did not air the interview last month because reading your sex advice questions was just too compelling <laughs> for us to manage to, to fit in the time right. to throw it, in the it, interview it, it, segment. Yeah, the episode would have been way too long. Yeah. So we're going to use this interview. Yeah, we got one in the can. We got one. We got an interview in the can. can. So um, this will be like like a lost episode kind of thing. Ooh. This will be an interview from our vaults. Wait. Heck, shall, shall you say uh, interview from the past? Like time travel? Don't talk about time travel. Guys, wait. So the interview's done? Yeah. Yeah, we, we we've already done it. We've so, done it. We recorded it in February. Yeah. So you don't you don't need me here right No, now. we're just going to play it. Yeah, we're just going to put it in the podcast. Okay, I got I got, I got, got something I got to do. Wait. Oh. Um, okay. Chuck. Hi, guys. Have fun with your interview. Um, wow. Um... That's weird. Does she still work here? I don't know. I you know, I got it. I kind of respect that. She has the same work ethic that I have at my day job. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with our guest in just a moment. Used to feel less worth it These days it takes me places I don't even know if I deserve it But there's moments nobody understands The hurt and rather be with my kids And stand it here blurting words That people who might never understand The things that I say Or the way that I am I hear a little girl's voice on the phone And understand it girl you do come first And you're too little to get it I know it's the worst And that's why I have to do this I can't stop Oh harder till my heart finally stops And when you're finally old enough to understand Hope you find it in your heart to forget Give your old man. Hush, hush, little baby, don't you cry. I'll be 
Our guest on the program this month is a Charlotte-based rapper and producer. He is a member of the indie hip-hop collective No Friends, as well as one half of the hip-hop duo known as the Thought Criminals. Please welcome to the program, Michael Kill. Michael Kill! Yay! Uh, welcome to the beautiful and lovely and spacious studio 6C. What is the To the what? <laughs> uh, yes, uh, the, the name of our recording facility here is the beautiful and spacious Studio 6C. Oh, nice, nice. I should have noticed that as I walked past the other numbers in the studio. <laughs> They're recording all kinds of podcasts at this, uh, yeah, it's at this a, complex. It's a, it's a multitasking facility, you know. Um, it's basically a cult it's a compound. Commune. I, go, I would call it's it a compound. commune. It was, yeah, a commune of podcasting and alternative Anyway, welcome to the show. <laughs> yes, uh, it's good to be uh, here. You, you are here in New York City doing various and various things. Um, but uh, Schaefer has a litany of questions uh, to ask you. Fire away, Schaefer. A litany? litany. <laughs> I don't know if two is a litany. Oh, well, okay. Then I over- I can come up with more than two, though. All right. Well, well what do you got? Go. Let's, let's... Well, Michael Kill, you're a rapper. Uh, yes. <laughs> the interest of full disclosure. We yes. Can get that out of there. I'm, a, I'm you, one who raps. This we're going to talk about we're going to talk about your rapping in a moment, but uh, I feel you have made as much, if not more, of a name for yourself as a producer. Yes. Um, you are uh, than you have as a rapper. You you have you were the producer behind the famed uh, Adam Warrock. Brown coats mixtape. <laughs> I was. I was. Lugos giggling because <laughs> the he record was even. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Listed in as I, I, Adam Warrock and Michael Kill. It wasn't even a... Right, right. It's, it's not a secret. No. I mean, it, you know, even the press sheets that went out. Uh, yeah, I, I have the album and it says right there on the, on the, uh, on the artwork. Adam Warrock and Michael Kill present yeah. the Brown Coats mixtape, but it is yeah. frequently. It's true. It's true. Uh, yes. Frequently, I guess the MC. But I'm not gets... bitter. No. People <laughs> think I'm bitter about that. Um, <laughs> I can't tell if you're being ironic or not. <laughs> Sarcastic. You've you've not uh, you, you've produced a number of things. Um, I, I guess if just to get the Brown Coat stuff out of out of the way, talk about that project and how that how that came about. Uh, the Brown Coats mixtape happened. Um, it was basically. I'd, I'd started talking to Adam Warrock. Uh, we'd become friends really fast. Um, and we had done, like, he did one of the songs for the Thought Criminals album, Earthbound. And then I did a remix for him for a comic book project he did um, called I Will Do Science to It. <laughs> and uh, so after we finished that, I'd sent him the finals. And just in conversation, he was like, hey, uh, I'm thinking about doing a Broncos mixtape. But I was thinking about instead of doing it with, you know, other people's beats like I've done for other mixtapes, it's kind of a bigger deal to me to do this. Would you be interested in just actually doing music out of the soundtrack? And we could go back and forth on on it. And uh, that's basically how it happened. I was like, yes, that sounds amazing. <laughs> Let's do that. So, uh I mean, it's great that the, how that how that came about, just because uh, I'm as anybody who's a fan of Firefly loves that album. The, yeah. the, the, the I, lyrically, the, the whole album is terrific because it's you know telling stories that are set in the Firefly universe, chock full of references. But I feel it's really made extra magical with the fact that every song samples bits of the score from the television show. Yeah, the, that's some of that stuff is still some of my favorite stuff I've ever done. I actually just put out an album called Corrupted Archive that's like. A lot of different stuff off of projects I've done, mostly on my own that I took out of print, but it's got one song from each of the records I did with uh, Eugene, and uh, Objects in Space is on there, and that's like still maybe my favorite beat I've ever made, and that was for Brown Coats. So. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I had to. I, I'm sorry, I just blacked out for a second because I was going through the list. I was like, Which one's <laughs> yeah, it's like the one. It's the one that's like the most serious. It's got the Joss Whedon sample right in the beginning, yeah. with him talking, and then. It's a lot of that song is like one of the more personal songs, like of Eugene's from yeah. that period of his music. I was I was about to claim that one as my favorite song on the mixtape, but it's not. Which one is <laughs> Out of Gas? Out of Gas. Out of Actually, Gas. Did I already tell you this? Out of Gas. No, but Out of Gas is the best thing Jesse Dangerously has ever done. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably my favorite. I mean, I love Jesse's music, but it's probably my favorite verse Jesse's ever done when he. When he sent us that track, I was like, all right, well, this is amazing. And, yeah. And uh, he originally sent it as a demo. I don't know if I'm blowing his spot by telling this story. It's all right. He doesn't listen. But, <laughs> all right. Well, Jesse, uh, Jesse and his, his uh, girlfriend at the time had broke up, and she had kicked him out of their house. And he wrote and recorded that verse as the last thing he did in their empty house, basically. Oh, wow. And so the whole verse is like, that's in it you know and that was just his demo he's like when i get a new place to live i'm gonna re-record it well he didn't because he's jesse and (laughs) (laughs) and he actually originally had all those singing parts that are in it were originally me Uh and uh or were originally him 
and I went back and re-recorded them, and it's me singing on the record. Not yeah. him. Oh, you mean the, we came back for you. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. And uh, he was massively out of key, and he had more of it in there, but I was like, you're like burying your words behind all these layers. So I basically told him that, I was like, oh, I had to cut them because certain stuff was out of tune, and it's just too late to get it fixed. But really, I just was like, I have to fix this because this verse is too good for me to allow him to ruin it. <laughs> you're like, you're like uh, Reed Rothschild in Boogie Nights. You're uh, like, no, pretty good. Let me show you what you did wrong. I just, yeah, his verse is amazing. He he did such a good job on it. I I can only imagine that the conversation. See that that that's a that's a, that's a far more nuanced. Uh, um, story than I uh, had imagined because <laughs> having met uh, Eugene uh, aka Adam Warrock I would I imagine the conversation to go hey I like Firefly let's write songs about it let's go <laughs> well one of the reasons me and Eugene became really good friends is that we both work super fast yeah uh, and we did the yeah. whole I think I had all the beats done for Firefly in like in like two weeks wow we, we were working on other stuff both of us we were both recording our solo albums at the time and uh i think yeah it was like i just had beat like three or four beats for him every day and he would write at night and then in the morning the song would be done wow <laughs> like we, we did the whole record i mean it was and the whole record was probably like five or six days worth of work like totally really yeah Are you kidding me? Wait, that we, just makes me hate myself <laughs> yeah cause i know some rappers took what two two, three years cute. to <laughs> come out with an album. I well, mean, the end result was great, but you know, I mean, it's one of the reasons me and Eugene work well together though. Cause there's no like waiting on the other person. Like, yeah. We both like uh, my beats. I usually, I never spend more than like 30 minutes making a beat. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, you know, I ha- now I hate you too. <laughs> I already hated Adam Warrock for his, his fast turnaround and his, uh, a, a beats like the biggest thing is mixing and and like the mastering process takes longer than the mixing process for me at this point like so i mean everything's kind of streamlined i did my whole album dust in, in less than a month i did uh cold winter the thought criminals album was we did that in two weeks like like from the ground up so what about uh tell us something about tell us a little about slytherin the slytherin mixtape because <laughs> that's that's also uh, it was it's a it's a weird thing because the Slytherin mixtape has a small group of like really dedicated fans, but it never blew up the way we thought it would. But it was like cursed from the start. Cursed. Whoa. Yeah, because we we decided we were going to do it. We were both super excited about it, and uh, I got Parcel Tongue done the beat for it in like like he mentioned the idea, and I had the beat like before we were done talking about it, and then I sent it to him, and he made the trailer that everybody saw and recorded the verse to it. Like all that happened in like, like 30, 45 minutes. It seemed like. <laughs> and, then, and then he had like already uploaded it to YouTube. And uh, so we were like, well, we can knock this out super fast. Like, and this is a, and I'm going to wrap half of this one. Like a big thing was the first one. I got no attention from the Broncos mixtape. Everybody was like, Adam Warrock did a great job cutting up these samples. <laughs> and I was like, God, Damn it. And uh, so when we did the Slytherin mixtape, I was like, look, if we're going to keep doing these, then I have to rap on them from now on. Because, like, some of my best work is on brown coats, but people don't even know I'm involved, even though you did everything you could have to mm. make them know. Right. They don't care because people don't care about the producer and rap. It's just You do rap on one track. 
Yeah, I did rap on the one track and I freestyled my verse on Vera. I did totally you? freestyled it and and I hate that I did now, but at the time I was like, yeah, I freestyled that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, immediately after we decided we were gonna do it, I did like three beats and then he got his laptop stolen and my the motherboard on my computer that I used to make all my music fried. I was actually on my way to come up here to do my first show with you, and I wrote this. Or no, it was the song is about that, but it was the second time I was going to come to Brooklyn, and uh, I wrote this song, and it was like a fundraiser track, and it was called Daddy Works, and the whole thing was about when I came up to play with you and and whatever emotional stuff about being a dad who tours. Um, so uh, when I mixed it down, the the motherboard fried, like my computer was just utterly fucked, and it. It lost uh, the stuff we had already done for Slytherin, and then it uh, it it fried the original files for that song. I got the MP3 out of it. I was able to recover that from all of it, but that song itself, even like all the master files, were totally lost. And a bunch of the master files to all a bunch of my old projects were totally gone. Beats I was doing for other people at the time were gone. And uh, then Eugene got his laptop stolen, and right. then. Uh, I have a friend, Reese, from Atlanta, and he actually sent me spare computer parts he had so I could build a new computer to make Slytherin on. And mm-hmm. it was like the first, that was the first thing I did whenever I got the computer put back together was make Slytherin. But so it was like all these things. We had originally announced it was going to come out in like June, and then it didn't come out of 2012. And then it didn't come out until February of, of 2013. Wow. So. But it was just kept being delayed, and uh, because it was kept being cursed. Yeah, and then we ended up uh, with the. It was harder with with brown coats. A lot of the fan sites latched onto it. With the Harry Potter community, there was less sites we could figure out to work it into, um, or to just like send and say, "Hey, we did this." Um, the brown coats are like rabid. Fans, you know, and, is, it, uh, is it because the Firefly uh, fan base is more concentrated and the Harry Potter fan base is so vast and broad uh, that it's hard th- to figure out where to send the stuff? I think it helped. Um, and the, I have a more nuanced idea about it is that uh, the Firefly fans, both fan bases tend to be a lot of people who hate rap music, you know, like on both ends, you know, not that neither, but largely that's just because they're, you know, mainstream, uh, like, pop cultural events both of them mm-hmm. um with firefly though when i chopped up those songs there it keeps the country element to a lot of the music and the soundtrack is so integral to that right. like you could like i love the score to the harry potter movies and i i i'm obviously an obsessive harry potter fan but like uh the soundtracks could have been different and I don't think it would have affected the movies in the same way Firefly would have been affected by the score being changed. Like if it didn't have all that lap steel guitar and violin yeah, and whatnot. It, exactly. it didn't give it, it it's, its, so its western feels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I, I, so yeah I suppose you're right. I mean, the Harry Potter soundtracks are more orchestral and symphonic and, yeah, you it, know, and you can get away with a lot more broader sounds, whereas, you know, that whole western motif is integral to yeah. the Firefly universe. And the Harry Potter... When we did Slytherin mixtape, it is way more of a normal, like quote unquote normal rap record. Yeah. Then, right. yeah. like, it is a, a lot of it's really braggadocious, and we're, 
a lot of it is about us being Slytherins, and there's not like, there's no like you know Kaylee's song on yeah. on the Slytherin mixtape, and it's, even like the guests we got, um, you know, like Sulfur and Doctor Awkward are both more like oomphy rappers, and we got Chesky from Fake Four was like one of the guests on. It was like, it was a conscious thing we did while we were making it to try to incorporate um, people that have more of a, just a straight up indie rap feel. But you know. so real rappers versus nerdcore rappers. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse's gonna love that. Jesse dangerously being my favorite nerdcore rapper. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't listen to this, but he just felt that. Yeah, somewhere, he, somewhere he was like, "Oh, my heart." <laughs> uh, awesome. Now you are actually. Uh, uh, in the process of uh, uh, making another album, um, yes. you, I, I was gonna I was gonna say finishing, but you're not quite finished yet. You're still you're still in development of this new album, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. A big thing with my new album has been that I'm waiting on people to send me verses. Oh, a lot of guest verses coming yeah. back, and it, it's know. made it the album I've worked on longer than any other. Wow. Well, but yeah, obviously, just because I'm waiting on. Um, people and a lot of people who I'm asking are on tour and stuff. I got it's a lot more indie rap people on this one, and uh, and as a result, like I have to deal with people's schedules. So right. So what's what's this album to you? What is this? What does this album represent to you? Uh, the album is called uh, Human Disaster, which is a <laughs> <laughs> Human Disaster is a nickname uh, Adam Warrock coined for me on the road on the No Friends tour. Oh dear. Um, when we were doing that tour, I was massively depressed and going through a bunch of stuff. So uh, it was apt on levels. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, but the full title of the album is uh, Human Disaster. Um, oh, I just blanked on it. Art. Um, no, never mind. It's, uh, <laughs> that last shot of Jack was like, hey, fuck you, buddy. I do find it deliciously ironic that you're trying to remember the title of your album, Human Disaster. <laughs> While you're drinking Jack. Yeah, yeah. At 4.30 in the afternoon. It's accurate. Right. <laughs> well, we have to be at the venue, and I know they're going to charge a lot more for Jack than you do, yeah, Schaefer. <laughs> so, uh, so what's, what is, is, I mean, I don't know if there's an overriding theme, but ultimately, what's, yeah. what's yeah. the album The theme you? of the record, it, despite the album being called Human Disaster, a lot of it is going to be, the album, the concept of the album is um, basically coming out of an extremely bad period of my life it, uh, like it's all about dealing with uh depression and coming from a family with a history of mental illness and basically like overcoming it and moving forward like okay. the record is actually like ironically probably my most like uplifting record because a lot of it is like reasserting myself and and like coming out of a period whenever i felt like i couldn't even write a lot of stuff because i was so depressed i just felt like i had nothing to say anymore like so it, a lot of it is about moving out of that and and dealing with depression and dealing with it in a positive way yeah yeah so <clears throat> that's so interesting it just seems like a lot of the um artists that i've come to know over the years through schaefer mm. are starting to write more introspective more uh personal more vulnerable uh, uh music uh yeah. you know and i, I you know I, I don't know if the, i don't know if that qualifies as a trend but it just seems like um the, at least this generation of quote unquote nerdcore 
hip hop artists are getting older. They're maturing. They're seeing the world differently. Yeah. Um, are you are you seeing that across? The, I mean, is, it, is this like your response to all of that? Or uh, no, you... it's sort of where I've I've always been. Like my most well known solo album is Dust, and that was a collaboration with uh, um, Romero Shaw, who used to be known as Varric Pier when I originally met him. But he's a guy who's known for producing for guys like Sage. Francis and uh, mm. Noah 23 and stuff like that and uh, we did a record together it was dust and uh, the whole thing is like really serious like that and kind of my background originally um, with thought criminals it was always we got absorbed into nerdcore but I was always using Nintendos and stuff and the beats and, mm -hmm. and whatever and thought criminals kind of got absorbed into nerdcore and by proxy me and Sulfur both did because we're the two rappers in that. Um, sure. But with my solo stuff, my solo stuff always was more influenced by like lyrically by stuff like Elliot Smith and the Beatles. Like, right. I I like really depressing music. I I <laughs> I don't like um. I don't like music that I don't like like parody rap. I don't like like people doing songs that are just funny all the time. Like that mm. that doesn't really appeal to me at all. Um, I mean like there are people who use humor in music and I enjoy it. Cause obviously I like what Schaefer does like fronts amazing, but like, I'm not going to listen to like Brennan floss and think that that's good. Cause it's not, it's terrible. <laughs> it's, right. Like just straight up like comedy music. Yeah. 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 I don't want to, I don't, I don't want people to perceive what I do as a joke. And I don't think even like, um, Eugene does, Adam Warrock does a lot of stuff that's like based on, things he's like a fan of but i don't think his music's a joke like he manages to put like a personal spin yeah on. He, his his stuff always comes from a place i mean it's it's absurd but it always comes from a place of like sincerity and earnestness yeah. and, and well and it's uh, a weird thing with eugene too because eugene also manages to like he has his free projects which are like tend to be just his straight up fan base stuff but then his albums actually tend to touch on like yeah a yeah. lot of really serious themes yeah so it's like he manages to walk the line better than anybody else i really know but I think that there might be the this trend in <clears throat> members of this scene now doing more serious stuff and less and doing less pop culture referencing stuff is because there is a finite number of Pokemon, <laughs> <laughs> and all of those songs have been written. Yeah, you know, it, it is something that uh, I I've never thought would be true of my like musical journey that I would disappoint so many people by saying I've never played Pokemon. Oh, here, high five. When, when uh, people people are like, people literally, yeah. who, even people I know from like my local music scene have hit me up and like, hey, uh, on Pokemon, I'm trying to get around something or like on one of the old games or whatever. And I'm like, I've never played that. I have no idea what you're talking about. I, I, like, played, I played one game once just to see what the hubbub was about. Yeah. I got I got bored pretty quickly. Uh, that, but that's just me, you know. Yeah. You know, I'm obviously I'm in the minority because people are people rabidly love it, yeah. rabid about that stuff. But I just I, I just couldn't. I worked in a bookstore um, when I got out of high school for a couple of years. I was like the assistant manager there, and uh, I was really into Magic: The Gathering when yeah. I was in high school. My my it's actually the guy who's played guitar for me the longest. He plays like MIDI guitar in, in my live band. Um, Kevin Morgan and his brothers played Magic. And they, because his brothers were like college age. And uh, so they taught us to play or whatever. So once I was working at the uh, record store, it was like, or bookstore, it was like, I saw all these kids buying Pokemon cards from me and I was like, well, this is just shitty magic. 
<laughs> yeah, he, he's like, this is well, this is kid, kitty magic, and I mean, obviously, that's it's gotten much more intricate than that. And I know, sure. I know guys who originally were in the nerdcore scene, like um, this dude Kenny Wisdom. I used to know, like he actually plays it competitively, like or whatever. So it's a bigger deal than than it is now. But that's how I perceived it when I was twenty years old, right? And that that is why I never really played it, is because you know, as a twenty year old, I'm just like. That. <laughs> I want to uh, go from that. I want to ask you about something. Um, it's, it's good because this is going to be kind of painful. Okay. Uh, you're in New York right now. Uh, obviously, York. You're, you're traveling. You're doing some shows. Uh, you're here at the lovely and spacious Studio 60 in Astoria, Queens, hanging out with <laughs> Nelson Lugo and friend. Yes. <clears throat> but right before you left on this trip, uh, tragedy struck Michael Kill's life. Tell us about what happened to your 3DS. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, I'm so happy with the 3DS. I didn't know where you were going with this. Oh, I was like, oh, fuck, my heart is First hurting. of all, let me say. Going for um, the Barbara Walters section of this interview. A few months ago, I was with Tribe One on tour, and we were in Virginia Beach with our friends, the Nerd Lux. I was walking through the streets incredibly intoxicated because there was a con there. Back yep. up. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> uh, uh, so I'm walking through the streets, fairly drunk, uh, <laughs> trying to deface as many pieces of public property as possible with, with my with, stickers. Okay. With All my right. stickers. And uh, I was checking my DS, and I stepped off the curb and tripped, and my DS flew like 15 feet through the air oh, and landed in the pavement in the middle of the street. Wait, I just want to make sure that I got this right. You were... Drunk, drunk, and multitasking both both vandalism <laughs> while still with your nose in your D, in your three DS. Yeah, that, okay, that's that's pretty much what happened. <laughs> okay, in a foreign environment, and I had to run okay. into the middle of the street, get my DS, and bring it back, and it worked immaculately. Huh. So I want to start the story good, off. Good job, with Nintendo. That. That's solid craftsmanship. Wait, is this is this the the DS or the 3DS? This is the 3DS. Okay. Yes. And Do you N- have a 3DS logo? Nintendo Nintendo okay. products are notoriously hard to break. Yeah, so, they're they're um, pretty hardy pieces of machinery. Uh, so me and my wife were out uh like two days ago, um, doing stuff right before we left because we were trying to get in some time because I was like, well, I'm gonna go ahead and go on tour. With another girl, the whole over Valentine's Day. I hope that's cool. <laughs> so uh, we were trying to do stuff, and we we literally stopped by Target to grab some stuff while we're out. Um, and then I open the door and I go to get out, and out of my jacket pocket falls my 3ds into the car floor, which is a total of about six inches and yeah. carpeted. I'd imagine. Yeah. And it fucking shattered my 3DS, which had flown through the air in Virginia Beach on the pavement and been totally fine. It fell six inches and just fucking smashed. And the ribbon cable's fucked. And oh. it's totally fucked. It won't even power on now. And Nintendo's uh, like, you get one. <laughs> <laughs> I was devastated. I was so sad. Because I, mean, I would imagine you were probably planning to stay in touch yeah. With the missus well, during tour. Part of our plan was um, when I've been on tour before, you know, she has Animal Crossing. I have Animal Crossing. And we'll, she has, I, don't, I am way more lax an Animal Crossing player than she is. Is she a little aggressive? She's much more, she's got two copies of Animal Crossing. One is her town based on Rapture from Bioshock, <laughs> and the other is her regular town. 
All which right. has like <laughs> doppelgangers of me and the kids in it. Uh, but she has a coffee shop in her town. And when I was in Brooklyn the last time, uh, you were actually out of town. You were oh, right. I yeah, was. Yeah, I was at my high school reunion. You were at your high school reunion, <laughs> so you couldn't play. But uh, that night, we had a coffee date because there's a coffee shop in her Aww. in her Animal Crossing town. Made a pot of coffee. We both sat there and we talked on the phone while we our characters hung out. So that was my plan. My God, my heart just turned. My, that was that was my plan for Valentine's Day was because we took a day off because I was like nobody's gonna fucking come to a nerdcore rap show on Valentine's Day. Luga would. I would. <laughs> <laughs> I would a second. <laughs> other than other than Lugo, nobody was coming. So uh, that was my plan. We were gonna drive down to Richmond and meet up with friends, and and I was gonna do that, and you know we were gonna hang out. And talk on there, but now my DS is totally fucked, so that's not going to happen now. Damn it. Unless people at the show tonight buy a lot of merch. I feel like I need to tell this story. I feel like I need to tell this story tonight. That's not a bad idea. You tell that story on stage, and I'll not a dry eye in the house. Everybody's going to connect with that. The, some nerd if only if, if only there was a, 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 a technology, some kind of like pocket-sized computer with... With voice and and text and you know maybe there was another way we can get you to contact your well, you know my, love of someday your life. someday the technology is I want to live in the future. To, to be fair, my cell phone has like a rotary. It's so old. <laughs> so do you, have, do you have to? Do you have to? It only has one button I've, to the operator, and you have to ask for Chattanooga seven seven four. Yeah, I have to crank it for like five minutes before I can actually use it, and then. Then I have to speak to the operator. Does it transform from a little robotic condor and then go into Soundwave's chest? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> that would be amazing if it did. It yes, would. It would be. Uh, wow. I think I think that's it. I think I think we've covered all the bases. Unless you have anything else there. Okay. I mean, I'm amazing. So there you should are. be it's more true. we could. There, there it's no true. Schaefer Schaefer kept going on and on about how amazing you are, and I'm like, no, I've. I've listened to his stuff. That can't be a true story. Uh, There's actually an episode of this podcast where we're talking. I think I might even it might have been last year. I'm talking about after yeah. South by Southwest, and I'm listening to everybody. I was like, yes. "Oh, it was great. I got to see all my rap friends." And I say something like, "Oh, it was great." It was like MC Frontalot, Adam Warrock, Jesse Dangerously, Michael Kill. You don't interject until I say that, and you go, oh, "I love Michael Kill." <laughs> it's nice. true. I do love nice. <laughs> I, do. I love you guys. <laughs> and here's a brand new 3DS. Oh, it's radio. They don't, was... they don't know it's a it's um, fake. true. Gosh, do we have any other? Do we have like <laughs> any like a horrible story or something? Oh, gosh. All my horrible stories are so easily accessible. <laughs> Most of my horrible stories happen on stage. Especially on like what? Your fourth shot of Jack. <laughs> yeah. Uh, most of my horrible stories involve being on stage or on the same stage Schaefer will be on. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll, tell, we'll tell that one. Do you want to, you want to tell the story about your, your wrist injury? Oh, my wrist injury. Uh, Michael Kill uh, famously <laughs> suffered a wrist injury that haunts him to this day, almost true. two Wait, years after the fact. I don't think I know this story. You don't know you this You were story? there. Wait, what? <laughs> you were there, Lou. Was I? You were yeah. there. Was this, was this the, the wrist injury came from inside the house. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, was this the day of the freak Brooklyn tornado? No. No, but he was still suffering from it then. Yeah. Because uh... he was back. Take us there. Uh, so, yeah. Nerdapalooza 2012? Correct. Uh, we, we were, uh, 
we were playing as the Thaw Criminals. The previous year, we hadn't. Our actual event had gotten canceled, and we had just done a hotel room show. So it was our first year really playing Nerdapalooza officially. Oh right, yeah. And uh, so uh, Schaefer was like, "Hey, you're gonna be there. You're playing the same day as me, but a couple hours later, I'm playing a couple hours later." Uh, you want to do the bender with me? I always try to pick somebody who's going to be in character or something. That's how he pitched it to me, something about being in character. Well, in addition for, to that, yes, I wanted bender. somebody to get on stage who's going to be drunk to, to hype on the bender. Uh, and I, I figured you probably oh, would be. Wait a but minute. on top of that, you had just finished um, making a remix of the bender for my yeah. my free album, my I, Junk Drawer. I had done, wait, this is coming so back you had to wor- me you had worked on it, so I figured it was fresh in your memory. Yes. I, I mastered the, the Junk Drawer thing, and we did the remix yes. of the bender, um, which I really like that remix, but I hate the drums I used. I actually used the drum break from a Beck song. Really? And you can hear this Beck, the part from it. It's, a, it's actually a drum break from an alternate version of... Uh, Jackass. Oh. From Odele. Because yeah. Odele is one of my absolute favorite records. Because that's of all what time. he thinks of you, Jackass. But uh, oh, I, I played all did. the instruments live on it except for the drum break, which, uh, I mean, there's more than one drum break. There's like four drum breaks in it. But well, yeah, because it's back. The ju- Jackass one. Well, I used like four drum breaks in ah. addition to the Beck one. So. But you can hear him saying Strange Land over and over through your whole song because of that. Really? Anyway, sorry, I got really sidetracked there. <laughs> okay. Um, but so I got done with my set as the Thought Criminals. It was loaded with technical issues and stuff because it's Nerdapalooza. And I, uh, I was like, all right, I got to do the bender later. Time to get in character. So I started oh, drinking heavily. Shit. Our set was done at like two o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. he was playing at like six or seven. Something like that. And I drank heavily and stuff. And, uh, so by the time I got on stage, I, I remember this I met Kabuto. Me and Kabuto were standing there side stage, and I was standing there with my PBR. <laughs> or no, I was standing there with a glass of water, actually. Uh-huh. And the Nerdapalooza officials approached me, and they said, Hey, man, I love you, but can, you're obviously drunk. Can you not take that drink on stage? And I said, It's water. And they said, Just please don't take that on stage. And I was like, Really? They're like, yeah, I love you. Don't hate me. Please don't do it. I was like, okay, I'll leave this water here. And as soon as I got on stage, somebody brought me a PBR. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I drank PBR through Schaefer's entire set. Thank you for enabling. <laughs> yeah, and I was totally just going to drink water. And then the nap guys were like, don't drink water. And so the PBR happened. By the time I got on stage with Schaefer, I was so obliterated drunk. I've watched about 30 seconds of the video. <laughs> And he introduces me and asks me, to, he asks me to say something and I just incoherently make sounds <laughs> for about 30 seconds and Shaver turns and looks at the audience and looks mortified. <laughs> looks like we're doing this. And uh, so basically, you know, we do the song. I take my shirt off. I had nerd life written across my belly and yeah. my, my bulbous belly yeah. in, in Sharpie. I can't believe some of the letters weren't backwards. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so as I'm leaving the stage, somebody says something to me and I start to walk backwards as I'm walking off stage. And there are no rails and there oh, is a no. huge pit beside of the stage. And I fell backwards into that pit and I hurt my wrist. And immediately Niles, being 
the good friend he is comes over and he's like, oh my God, are you okay? And I say, my fucking wrist. And he thinks I'm saying, grab my hand and pull me out. And he grabs the hurt wrist. Oh God. And he picks me up by one hand, the <laughs> hurt hand. Because he's Niles. Yeah. Right? And, he's a giant and man. further fucking my wrist. And then uh, basically the rest of Nerdapalooza I spent in the hotel room drinking liquor and eating Tylenol like it was candy. And that and that, it still gives you problems to this day, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I actually couldn't play guitar for uh, a year after. It was like I've just recently been able to start really playing guitar. So, so when you get into character, you uh, kind of subscribe <laughs> to the method acting school of. Yeah, well, of, uh, for the bender, it seemed appropriate. Well, of course, yeah, 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 no doubt. Um, I might suggest uh, just try acting. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, acting drunk is probably the easiest way to go about probably, it. Probably, I, I want to Tim hand, I want to commend you for your commitment <laughs> to your craft. I, I want to I want to commend the few audience members who knew who I was already and decided to film that entire performance <laughs> and then immediately put it on the internet. I got back to the hotel room. Uh, they went and got me like a splint thing for my wrist. I don't I didn't have insurance. I never went to the doctor about it really. Um and before I got back to the hotel room, I had texts like, oh, man, I saw you fall off stage on the Internet. <laughs> on the Internet. Are you okay? already online. Well, though they had the fucking live feed. Oh, oh right. They were streaming right. their the live performance. So I was like, I'm watching these roll in and simultaneously trying to recover from how incredibly drunk I was and how much pain I was in and thinking, I have to, like, call Laura before she sees on the internet that I got hurt at Nerdapalooza. So like called her and feigned not being intoxicated <laughs> as fast as I could. Hey, you might see some stuff on the internet, but I'm fine. It's cool. <laughs> Contrary to what the internet has to tell you. Yeah, that uh... was, uh, it was not how I'd hoped my Nerdapalooza, my final Nerdapalooza experience would wind up. Well, I I thank you because it helps me uh, benefit. Uh, <laughs> I get I got uh, I got Every, an awesome piece of lore uh, without having to get injured. I'm so glad that you got to be a part of it. Yeah, I feel like I, between the hotel room show and the wrist thing, I feel like I'm a really solid part of Nerdapalooza history at this point. The hotel room show was that the quiet show? Yeah, that was the Whispercore hip hop show. Yeah, which to this day is one of my favorite shows I've ever played. Yeah, so, to be, I mean, so for the audience members who don't know, it was a it was a, 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 a an after party in one of the hotel rooms, but in the interest of not making a lot of noise and disturbing other guests and and getting hotel security on their back, they. You just whispered. Yeah. We we had a full sound system complete with monitors and microphones. but In a we, hotel room. In a hotel room. We went to all the rooms beforehand and were like around us and we're like, hey, we're going to be really loud in a little bit. So hopefully that's cool. The big kicker, though, was that was the year Adam Warrock got invited for the first time. And him and Tribe One performed. And at the end of his set, he was like, all right, so here's the thing, guys. Thought criminals were supposed to perform. But their set was on a day they couldn't make it, so they ended up not being able to do it. So we're going to be in room 360 tonight doing a hotel room show. Oh, that's right. So we actually, uh, we had this guy, The Count. It It was his hotel room, but he had experience being a bouncer at a bar for years. And he worked door of the hotel room. And we got as many people as we could fit in without people dying. And he was there to turn people away and remove people who got unruly. 
So wow. like that's part of what made it work was yeah. we we got so many people in this room like we took the beds off the hinges or off the rails and put them against the wall and had so many people in this place but we also had people who were there who were not as fucked up as us that were able to maintain some semblance of control. The worst thing about it was that somebody turned off the air before we started. Oh, and dear. like there's pictures on the Thought Criminals Facebook of where like people were writing stuff on the mirror in the steam oh, from wow. how incredibly gross and hot oh, it was. Was it room. hot? It was what, August in Orlando? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so. like being inside of a giant mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Terrible and washed. Wow. Uh, any any final words, um, Mr. Kill? Not really. I'm amazing. That's true. <laughs> uh, when, when can we expect this new record? The new record, I'm hoping, will be out uh, by the end of April. Basically hinges at this point on the guests. But... Well, we'll definitely plug it on the show when it's released. Absolutely. Sweet. Absolutely. Uh, Michael Kill, thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you guys for having me. Once again, we would like to thank Michael Kill for being our guest on the program this month. Oh, Michael Kill. He's uh he's a good he's a good guy. I like I liked the it was a great interview. Uh thank you so much Michael for coming over and uh being on our show, man. I was I I learned more about uh that album he did with Adam than I uh, would have ever gotten on my own. So thank you so much. Appreciate it. That was a really great interview. Whoa! Holy shit, fuck balls. Where the, I thought you, you left. Where the you've been here? What the I, I had things to do, and I went and I did them. I actually live in the studio. Oh. Did we really hire a ghost? God damn it. Oh. I don't believe in ghosts. Um, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Hey, Chuck Stunning. Yeah, babe. Welcome back. It's good to be back. Awesome. I missed you guys. I hope, I hope you got some errands taken care of. I, well, to be honest, what I did was I took notes on, on all the things that you did wrong in the interview. With, right. Uh, Mr. Kill, and you're just going to correct gonna them bring, for next time. I'm going to bring them back. I'm Michael gonna... Kill did a great job of answering questions uh, in spite of the fact that we did a poor job of posing those questions. <laughs> uh, you know what? I think it was a good interview. I think we're actually getting really good. I think Chuck Stunning, she is our Obi-Wan Kenobi. I she am... is our last hope to save us I in am... our horrible she's, interview skills. She's our, she's our news correspondent. I wonder how Lucas Siegel feels when he comes on this show because he <laughs> professionally <laughs> interviews people. And then it's just oh, us God. sitting there going, what's going to happen in Green Lantern? Lucas, <laughs> we should have him back. It's been a while. All right, I would love to interview him. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. We'll get him back. We're oh. coming for you, Lucas Siegel. Yeah, yeah. Clear out your April, fucker. Ooh, good um, but I think it is time for plugs, ladies and gentlemen. This April. Third through the sixth is going to be the first annual world first international nerd Lask festival. festival. I wanted to help on that one. Yes. Thursday, April 2nd is going to be the pre-party with a very short show, but it's mostly an opportunity for uh, uh, people out of town guests to come in and socialize and network and maybe get a little merch or sell a little merch. It's going to be a good time to just meet everybody. And that is also uh, 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 open to the public and by open to the public you can buy a ticket um the uh april 4th friday april 4th is going to be the premiere the first nerdlesque main stage show with over 
Uh, I believe it's like 16 acts oh, in what? one night. And that is hosted by Bastard Keith. Nice. Um, I will be uh, uh, I will be introducing him along with uh, uh, some other key players, but he is going to be hosting that show. It's going to be a fantastic event, um, our world premiere event uh, from people all over the world. We have some coming in from Australia and Italy. It's going to be fantastic. Then Saturday, April 5th, is going to be the last Nerdlesque show with eight 18 acts hosted by um, New York's own Peter Aguero and myself. I'm going to be co-hosting with the man and it's going to be a fantastic time. And there's going to be go-go and raffles and all kinds of shenanigans all over the place on both nights. Then on Sunday, April 6th, we have the Burlesque Brunch. I'm going to that. This is uh, an opportunity. This is a free event. Uh, anybody is welcome to come. And uh, basically, it's going to be at Beauty Bar where you can get a martini and a manicure mm-hmm. at the exact same time. Yeah, an opportunity for people to network and socialize and, you know, take stock of the weekend. And, and hopefully everybody had a good time. Everybody will be raving about is it. Is Lefty Lucy giving the manicures that day? Um, I don't know. But I know there's going to be like a small army of manicurists awesome. there. And a very uh, accomplished bartender to mix all of the drinks. Um, but yeah, it's uh, all of the shows are separately priced. You can come to one, you can come to all, but it's, there's going to be uh, classes during the day. There's going to be panels, lectures, shows at night. Um, if for more information, go to nerdleskfest.com or you can find us on Facebook at nerdleskfest.com. Facebook. You can like us on there and get all the information. But yeah, that's been my life for the past year, and I am so ready to have it happen because I want my life back. Take your life back, Lugo. <laughs> uh, what else is going on? Chuck, stunning, go. Ooh, um, I have my, my paper planner. Out. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. In a couple days after this drops on... March the 30th, After Birth Monkey will be making its Kitty Nights burlesque debut. Oh, excellent. Yeah. I thought um, I missed that. No, it's coming up. Oh, it's fantastic. Fantastic. This, at the end of the month. Um, bonus round, my mother's going to be there. <gasps> Miss Stunning is going to be there? yeah. Mama, Mama Stunning. Stunning is going to watch uh, me make funny music sounds with my mouth and not, and not see me twirl tassels, which is making her really, really happy. Oh, good. Um, Sunday, April 6th. In the evening times, After Birth Monkey is premiering its variety show, name to be decided later, acts to be decided later, but it all starts weekly on April 6th at Rapture Lounge. As it it just so happens, I'm free the night of April 6th, just so you know. Okay. Well, I mean, we're going to be day drinking at Burlesque Brunch, and then we'll be drunk and we'll go. Yep. Yeah? Yeah. That'll be fun. It'll be fun. And then... um. On April 19th, Honey Badger Burlesque is celebrating its <laughs> year anniversary. Has it, has it been a year yeah, already? My Aww. baby's a year old. Did you say year anniversary? Yeah, year anniversary. Like I may call it that. I've, I'm, I'm a little behind <laughs> on things. It'll probably be Honey Badger celebrate their year anniversary, probably. Um, okay. Just go to Facebook, look up Honey Badger Burlesque, give us a like. I always update what's going on. Word. In the land of Honey Badger there. And. I think that is all I'm doing for now. But in April. But follow me on Facebook and Twitter. I'd let you know what's going on because I usually get stuff all the time. Awesome, Schaefer. 
On Saturday, April 5th, I will be performing at an event called Nerd Explosion, which happens during Penguin Con in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Oh. Uh, there are a number of my uh, rap peers will be on this bill. Jesse Dangerously, MC Lars. Whoa. Starf. Starf. Starf will be there. How, how are you getting to Ann Arbor? Are you flying? Are you taking a train? What are you doing? No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hop a train like a hobo. Yes, I'm flying. You're such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a vision I of you with that little like handkerchief on a stick with stuff in it. Traveling Jimmy by train, corn and I don't care. No, traveling I'm going, by train is the only way I want to travel. No, there. I am going to crawl into the belly of a giant iron pigeon, and it will transport me to the land of Michigan, hey, where I, wanna... I will land in the post-apocalyptic, fire-ridden nightmare that is the Detroit airport, <laughs> and hopefully. Please tell me somebody's coming to pick me up. Uh, yeah, after you've described it as a post-apocalyptic nightmare. Have you been there? I have. No, you haven't. I have You're several times, actually. full of beans and so is your old man. I've been in the Detroit airport. That's a very lovely airport. It's like the nega Detroit. I'm sorry. Nega Detroit. People from Detroit. Everybody else just said nice things about your city. And I'm the asshole. Detroit. That's, I'm the asshole that's pooping all over your city in hopes of promoting a show I'm doing in your area. <laughs> that's, you, Ann Arbor's lovely. You, you're, the only way you know how to love is through your hate, which is I've, I've grown accustomed to. So He's grown accustomed to your hate. Well, I think I think that's it. Unless... No, I'm not fucking done. Oh, there's more. It's not done. He's a fucking late on us, motherfucker. On Saturday, April 12th, I will be performing at a private birthday party in San Diego, California. Holy <gasps> shit! Now, I I only there would be no point in bringing this up. There's no Facebook event for right, it. Right, right. And it's a private party, so why would I tell anybody about it? Well, right. The hosts of the party. Um, they've allowed me a limited number of, uh, of local guests. Oh, so if you live in the San Diego area and you want to come see me do a set at a, at a, at a party in ocean beach in San Diego, <clears throat> uh, email me shape of the dark Lord Gmail, and, uh, I can give you the details. I'm going to be playing a ton of material. Uh, Shit. I'm going to be playing. I'm not a doing lot. anything. I might, I might go to San Diego. And then Let's afterwards go. we can go fuck a shark. <gasps> Dude, I totally want to fuck a shark and then eat it. I want to like. Way, way to make it gross. Uh. I want to I want to do inappropriate things to it and then and then cook it. On Saturday, April 19th, Francine the Lucid Dream, the producer uh-huh. of the David Lynch themed burlesque show, oh, is what? remounting her Dune show. <gasps> I will be hosting it again. I want in on that. Aww. I want in on that. She won't hire me. You know what? I I really only host two burlesque shows. <laughs> whereas it used to be Lots. All of them, yes. Uh, no, it wasn't all of them, but it was lots. It was a lot, and so I, I'm, I'm holding on to those really tight. I will, I will tear your. No, face I off. don't. I don't want to host it. I have you an act to... for Dune. I have an act for. I have. I have. I don't want to. Well, I, wanna... I think she listens to this, so you might have. Uh, just... I might have a floating. Uh, count. Uh, uh, oh God, the 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 floating one, um, Baron. Yes, Harkonnen. Baron, yes, I might have a floating Baron Harkonnen. Gosh, I thought you were a Dune fan. I've um, never seen Dune. I I have a copy of it in my house. Though. You, you must have it. you must have won a raffle. Here's the thing: I've no, seen the chief gave me a present. Oh, okay. I've seen the movie. I've started yeah. reading the book, and I was inspired. I have a floating uh, uh, Hardukin. Well, that's terrific. You still fucked it up. Wait, wait. Harkonnen. Sorry, Harkonnen. I want to say I want to say Hardukin from from, <laughs> from Street Fighter. Oh, also, um, I can't say when. Yeah. But sometime between the airing of this episode sure. and the airing of the next episode, sure. I will be releasing some <gasps> new music for free online. Yeah! 
Not a lot of music. Yeah. Just enough. Yay! But I'm going to keep this hella cryptic for the time being. But there's more, no- uh, more hashtag weirdness? Yes. Mm-hmm. Hashtag R&D. <gasps> hashtag That doesn't stand R- for research and development. And D. And one last thing I want to do. Um, I think that's all. I think that covers all of my Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it. Uh, I want to do a thing here. Do a thing. Um, Wait, we already gave a shout out to Muldrow, right? (gasps) No. We didn't. Well, no, we did at the beginning. We mentioned her name. Did we? Yeah, we don't mention her name enough. Hello? Hello? Is this this C. Muldrow? (laughs) It is. Holy crap! C. Muldrow, you are on live on the Epic Podcast. Right now. You are here with Nelson Lugo. You're here with the unfortunate Nelson Lugo, (laughs) the delightful Charles Stunning, and the third guy. That's me. (laughs) That other guy. Yes. Hello, C. Muldrow. Hi, C. Muldrow. Hi. How are you guys doing? Well, we're we're wrapping up the podcast, and we're just about to say our, our good nights. Is there anything you want the internet to know? I would actually like to pose a question to you, C. Muldrow, and I thought it would be better... To ask you in this manner uh-huh. than, say, in an email. So okay. I'm just going to ask you a question. So you you won the Mad Lib contest, right? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, dear. That's true. Oh, fuck. Both. So did you did you enjoy the prizes? Um, yeah, the astounding the amount of uh, lack of prizes I've received have been fantastic. An astounding really amount. Yeah, I haven't I haven't gotten around to sending those yet, C. Muldrow. I'm really sorry, C. I should have kept them on my person. <laughs> yes, I'm very sorry, C. Muldrow. But I figure since you win all the time. I'm really looking forward to them, though. Like, I have the digital version of the Afterbirth Monkey CD, but my own physical copy in my hands. That's the most exciting thing ever. Aww. See. This isn't just like it's not like a, a I'm, I'm this is I'm, I'm directing this at Lugo but yeah this isn't like some like burlesque <laughs> raffle where you give prizes to people and they don't care about them see Muldrow is psyched about this stuff and you all you got to do look all you have to uh. do, you have to do one of two things you either had to put this in the mail or you have to give it to me because I will make sure it gets there. See, uh, Muldrow, this is a Schaefer's internet equivalent of rubbing my nose in my own poo. So I'd like to thank you for now being associated with a horrible memory of Schaefer chastising me on public airwaves. You had a solid month to uh-huh. deliver a simple package oh, yeah. to our yeah. number one fan. Sure. So that's not really rubbing. You kind of deserve yeah. your nose rubbed in. Hold on. See, see, Muldrow, um, ha- has, has your fandom dropped um, in any degree whatsoever because you have not received your prizes? Um, you know, I have to say. It's a simple yes or no question, Muldrow. Not, not even a little. I still adore you. Oh. I still win. But don't you feel bad that she's missing out? Not really, because anticipation makes uh, the 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 passion for it grow even fonder. So it's going to be like a delicious jewel when it finally shows up. You're yeah, welcome, you know, C. Muldrow. That, that anticipation of, of waiting, that desire for yes. you know, the final release of receiving you see in the mail. you know what you're welcome c muldrow you're oh, absolutely God. welcome why did you have to be such a <laughs> hey um oh, so c muldrow i just wanted to i i really i just wanted to let you know with the other 
a handful of listeners as witnesses that we will make good on the prizes and we will we will send you your stuff. Yes. I promise. And and also well, we Well, I would be grateful to receive it. I'm sorry that I was, you know, the only person available to receive these, but I am excited nonetheless. I'm not sorry. I'm not even remotely sorry. Neither I wanted am you I. to win from the start. You deserve it. You earned it. That was it. You, were always on you pretty much wrote us the best 20 minutes of this podcast that we've ever had. Yeah. So thanks. <laughs> That's very flattering. Thank you. I had a lot of fun writing it. So Seymour Joe, thank you so much for being available and reaching by, by phone and very patient about the reception of prizes. <laughs> oh, we're sorry. And also just know not a problem. you are still one day, someday we will make it so you will be a guest on this program. And Absolutely. I'm, we will make it happen. Absolutely. And we, really like we will um, answer I'm all the questions. Be, you will interview us. going to be there like June 18th through the 24th. Like, and with that bombshell, this has been the Epic Piecast, <laughs> episode 19. I've been your host, Nelson Lugo. And I've been your other host, Schaefer the Dark Lord. And I've been your other, other host, Charles Stunning. And I have been C. Muldrow. <laughs> be safe, internets. Did you know that babies can't shiver? Bye! Thanks for listening to the Epic Piecast. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend, rating and reviewing us on iTunes, shopping at nerdyshow.com slash store, or directly donating to the network. Any size contribution gets you exclusive Nerdy Show audio and images and lets you participate in our monthly support drives. Just go to nerdyshow.com slash support to chip in. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. More episodes of the Epic Piecast, as well as other fine programs, community forums, videos, articles, and more, head over to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via the iTunes Store. And for the latest news, follow us on all your favorite social networks. We're glad to be your home for authentic nerdy entertainment. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.